Welcome everybody to Betting with Babies. Uh, I'm excited to be here tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, from a dad perspective, it was a weekend filled with Christmas spirit. And from a betting perspective, it was a pretty good weekend. Uh, not only for us, but also for our followers. Uh, we gave out some free winners, uh, but we're going to get into all of that. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Clutch. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. No Days Off. How are we doing this evening? Motto, I'm doing about as good as possible. My Dolphins, they're eight and four. Number six seed in the NFL playoffs. I earned a first round bye in fantasy football. Uh, I went three and zero in my picks on the podcast. And the icing on the cake, the top things off, the Jets are back to being the laughing stock of the NFL. So all is right in the world. Amato, tell me uh, how you feel about that Jets game. Well, we'll get into that. Um, being back as the laughing stock, I mean, I think we've been there for a while now. Um, I've got a lot of things to talk about with the Jets and and, um, and the coaching specifically. Um, but uh-huh. first, I want to introduce uh, our newest pod member um, who'll be joining us uh, here and there. Uh, hopefully consistently, but at least a couple times throughout the month. Uh, he's a fact checker. He's our stat boy. He's going to hold us accountable. Uh, Mr. Weinreb, how are we doing this evening? Boys, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, no, I'm excited. Looking forward to helping out, uh, keeping you boys honest, and then also trying to bring some stats and a little bit of data to uh, back some of these bets up. Oh, and we need that. So glad to have you, Matt. Um, don't, don't hold back. Uh, we say a lot of things on this podcast, some stuff true and accurate and most things not so accurate. So definitely feel free to jump in and keep us honest. You know, Um, I will. (laughs) Um, all right. So before we get started, I got to know, Teddy, what are you drinking this evening? I got this, uh, Captain Lawrence Citra Dreams. It's my favorite beer, uh, right now. It's a, uh, hazy IPA. With a tad bit of citra hops, so it's it's really delicious. Love it, love it. Um, I am going with a nightlight from a local brewery up here in Massachusetts called a uh, Night Shift Brewery. Night Nightlight. That's a type. What, what kind of beer is it? Uh, it's like a fancy Miller Light, to be honest. But the uh, the brewery comes with a lot of great reviews. I'm not sure if you guys have been there, but the the can is what got me. As you know, I'm a big can guy, and this describe can, the can, please. It is like a like a nightlight, you know, like uh, like Luca might have in his room, or that you had when you were a kid when you were playing with those little pegs and and making a little uh, you know nightboard. Ah, interesting. You have to post it on the uh, Instagram pages. I I I can't envision. A beer can looking like a nightlight, but uh, you know I'm uh, I'm excited to see it. And guess what? If I saw that, I'd probably buy it too. Yeah, yeah, it, ha- it caught my eye right away. It was like a magnet. I went right in and grabbed it. And this one I actually liked. I'll probably buy this one again. Um, Mr. Weinreb, what are you drinking this evening? Uh, I am drinking an Orange Julius uh, Treehouse Brewery out of Massachusetts. So uh, I'm a bit on a little bit of a juice bomb kick. So keeping that going tonight. You drink beer, Matt? Occasionally. I've listened to the podcast before. I, I knew I had to bring one. 
I'm more, nice. of a Scott, I'm more nice. of a Scott guy, but uh, you know, I did my research before jump, jumping on today. I love it. He comes prepared with stats and he brings drinks. All right, boys. Well, let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, but but first, let's get right into betting with babies reality check. Uh, each week we give you locks going into the weekend. Um, and we want to make sure that we're being held accountable. Uh, hopefully we won you some money. Doesn't always happen all the time. So let's get into how we did this weekend. Teddy, uh, you had a couple locks coming into the weekend. How did those games go for you? Well, as everyone knows, I started this weekend off 0-5. It was uh, pretty rough, but I really turned it around this weekend, and I'm heating up, and I feel it. First one was Bills, minus 2.5. They get a big win in San Fran. Really a statement game for Josh Allen. Look at his numbers, the way he played. He really, really looked good on the uh, on the big stage in front of the bright lights. Uh, the Bills seem to be for real this year. Uh, are, are they though? You know, they've been in this spot before where they're you know eight and three, nine and three, and then they seem to just crash and burn in December. They seem like they have a team to not do that this year, and Josh Allen's really improved. But uh, I got the win there on the Bills. Now it was right around kickoff time. And, you know, as one o'clock is approaching, I'm getting more amped for this Dolphins Bengals game. And all of a sudden, you know, I decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going Dolphins money line. It was on the Instagram page. And uh, I won that bet too. Dolphins won. And then uh, I took the Packers, and the Packers won by 14. Huge run by Aaron Jones. But the story of this game was uh, Wentz being benched. It uh, it seemed, you know, to me, it seemed a little early to get the hook. I mean, he's had some productive years. He's got a fat new contract, and that matters. Um, and Hurts, you know, is a rookie. I, I don't know. I, I would have stuck with Wentz a little bit more, even though he's, uh, he, he, you know, even though he's not playing well. Mato, what do you think? I don't know, man. I mean, the, I guess, what are you waiting to see from Wentz? You know, I know they gave him that big contract. Um, I'd say his, his highlight of his NFL career was having an MVP like season. Um, people really like to hang their hat on that. Um, he was having, I think it was about two years ago. Um, the dolphins were on a run or I'm sorry, the Eagles were on a run. Uh, he got banged up at the one yard line and, um, he hasn't really recovered from that injury since. Um, I don't know why they decided to pay him, probably to try and pull him back to what they're used to. But the Eagles are a mess right now. They, um, they got a franchise quarterback on the bench, and now they're starting a rookie that most people said wouldn't even you know, make it in the NFL as a quarterback. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens here. Agreed. Agreed. What'd you, um, how'd you do this week? I did good, but you know I've got to I've got to make a couple comments on your bets because, go, like you said, going into the weekend, you were. Um, you know, you were being shut out from a win standpoint. And we were actually, you know, we had hashtag fade Teddy on the page, which, um, yeah, no, I, you know, I followed your picks this weekend, at least the last two. I really like the Dolphins money line bet. Um, got to stick with Luca and the baby bets. And for the Packers, um, you know, Aaron Jones really came through for me. Uh, not only helped you cover that minus eight on the 77 yard touchdown run at the end of that game, but also helped crush an anytime touchdown parlay to really wrap up the weekend. Scoop, scoop. Yeah, you've really been on fire on uh, 
on the Instagram page and, and your parlays. The anytime touchdown is a game changer. We're actually going to talk about that a little bit and build ourselves an anytime touchdown uh, six-legged parlay on the pod tonight. Uh, and then we'll post that on the Instagram page before the weekend. Um, for my bets this week, I went two and one, um, starting off with the Bears minus three. Um, that was a loss for me. They were in the lead the entire game. And, you know, really, I got to stop betting in games where the Lions are involved. Um, they are the backdoor cover killers. Yep. I mean, they they hate being in the lead. They love going into the fourth quarter behind. And Matthew Stafford always finds a way to either backdoor cover or actually sneak out a win. And he did the same thing this weekend. Um, I also took the Saints minus two and a half. That was a pretty easy one. A uh, little bit of a shaky first half, but the Saints run game is just unstoppable, especially against that that Falcons defense. And then the Rams minus two, same thing. Pretty close game going into the fourth quarter, but overall Rams pulled away. So good weekend of games from betting with babies, I'd have to say. All right, so good weekend overall, um, f- five and six uh, as a team here. And so let's get into week 14. We've got some really great matchups. Before we do, though, I, I need I need your Jets commentary because you, you took a beating. That last second uh, loss really had to break you down. How did you react after that I, car threw that bomb? I, I was sick about it. Um, to be honest, what happened was... Wayne, if you're listening... I not only as a big Jets fan, am I watching that game excited about maybe our first win, but I had uh, a money line parlay in with the Browns and Jets. Um, And going into the last play of the game, I thought I had the money in my hand. And when I saw that ball go up in the air, that was it. Um, Dropped to my knees on the TV, dropped face down on the floor. And I think I spent a good 25 (laughs) minutes just laying on the floor. Um, No words. I could still hear the commentary happening in the game from a distance. And, um, you know, even when the Jets got the ball, I think with like a couple, maybe 20 or so seconds left, I didn't even pick my head up off the ground. I just listened (laughs) and um, ultimately like just turned off the TV. And that was, you know, that was it for me for the. uh, How moody were you? How how, how much do you, how quiet or moody do you get towards uh, the rest of the family when, when the Jets pull the shenanigans? I'm so I'm past the anger stage with the Jets, yeah. right? This is where uh-huh. it's getting really bad because when you get like angry and mad, that that that's when you still care, you know, you mm-hmm. really care. And I'm past that now. Now I'm just numb to it, right? So so when the Jets do something like that, I'll I go quiet. Um, I'll lay on the floor. I'll take a walk. I don't really talk much. And so I don't know how many words I said after the Jets game, but it it was not more than. 10 words and um they weren't even real words they were more just words speaking to uh to carter when he woke up from a nap to keep my mind off it mm-hmm. yeah and greg are you a conspiracy theorist uh greg williams called it on purpose uh he gets fired the next day what what do you what do you think happened there you know there's there's two ways to go with this either one greg williams got like a couple million dollars mailed to him and sent home to take the rap for the jets yeah. um or he wanted out so bad and was so surprised <laughs> that he hadn't been fired yet that he was like, you know what? There's no way they can't fire me if I do this. Uh, it was bad. I mean, I mean, th- th- to call that, all they needed to do was call 
a cover two, cover three, like man cover two, cover four zone. I don't know, like a prevent defense, any of the above with two safeties minimum over the top. And they probably would have won. I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think the Raiders had any timeouts left. They had no timeouts um, left. It was fourth down. They yeah. actually, you know, the game actually should have been over on the play before, but they called a ridiculous penalty to give him another shot. And I mean, you go one-on-one coverage in a hell in a hail Mary scenario, a hail Mary or a hail Mary, a hail Mary scenario. Okay, There we go. Uh, and you go, you put a corner out there on an Island against the fastest player in the draft, yep. you know, like there's just no chance. I mean, I got to think he was on the side of like, all right, if they haven't fired me yet, let's see, let's see what they'll do now. <laughs> yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Well, get him out of there. Uh, I don't want to see him again. I hope he doesn't get another job in the league. He shouldn't. He's not good. He's not good. He's either putting a bounty on people's heads or he's yep. just destroying Blitzing. franchises. Exactly. Yeah. He's just blitzing for like really and like really not the appropriate times. You know what? Those two, Gase and, and and Greg Williams should have to stick together for the rest of their careers, right? Like that should be the punishment from the NFL. If they do I get think a job. Brother in laws. I think they are. Yeah. Actually, You're right. I'm gonna look this up. Hey, stack guy. Can we get a oh, look here. up on Greg Williams and Adam Gase, uh, brother-in-laws? I think they are. I heard that too. Although I think I think it might be Vic Vangio. Oh who, yeah, it might the be. brother-in-law who's yeah. another bounty gate guy. It's a real <laughs> class act on the Jets coaching staff. It's no surprise why they haven't won a game. But those three really should have to just stay together wherever they go and just like you destroy know, franchises. This is this is the thing about the NFL, like. Gase went to Miami, red hot, went to Miami. I was all excited. He made the playoffs his first year. didn't do shit the next two years. He alienated his best players. He traded, uh, made Landry want to leave. He did all these things. And you know what? Like, he wasn't a, a head coach material. He has a huge ego. Then, for some reason, he gets another job again. Greg Williams, Bounty Gate, failed the defensive coordinator multiple times. Like, you know, one and done or, you know, two, two and done. Multiple times. And he gets another chance. Like, why are we recycling failed coaches so often in the NFL? I, I, I just doesn't – I don't understand it. I, I mean, I know it's all like – who you know, not what you know, but it just doesn't seem to make too much sense for me. And history repeated itself. I mean, he did the exact same thing in New York, right? He comes in, he he alienates his best players. Uh, Jamal Adams wants out. He leaves. Uh, C.J. Mosley, our highest paid player on the team, has only played one half since he's been signed. He opted out this year because of COVID. Give me a break. He wasn't afraid of COVID. He didn't want to have to deal with Adam Gase. That was the that was the reality there, and um, you know now that now the Jets are you know hopefully and Le'Veon Bell. I just cut Le'Veon Bell. Just cut and he him. Cuts, and he cuts Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So you can't uh, make it work with Le'Veon Bell. Hand him the ball fifteen times. Throw him ten balls. Boom. Done. Yeah, Matt. Who's Adam Gase's favorite player? Adam Gase's favorite player. I got that one. Frank, Frank Gore. Frank Gore. It's it's all Frank Gore. Frank Gore. I mean. For absolutely no reason, that man gave so many carries this season instead of giving it to the young guy, uh, P. Ryan, before he got injured. Why does he love Frank Gore? I don't know. And then also on the fact check there, uh, Adam Gaze not related to Greg Williams, but he did hire his father-in-law, Joe Vitt, who I'm going to have to assume might be the D coordinator now. But could you hire your father-in-law? 
onto your staff? Only in the Jets franchise. I I wouldn't hire my father-in-law. He wants to fire the coach after every game. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we could talk about this all day and it's not putting me in a good mood. And I was in a great mood coming out of this weekend uh, with our locks from last weekend. So let's get right into our week 14 locks. Um, For those of you listening for the first time each week, uh, we take a look at the board and we pick our two best locks of the weekend uh, we'll post those on the pod, uh, and hopefully those of you following us, whether you follow or fade, hopefully you win some money this weekend. Uh, Teddy, we've got a lot of great games coming up. It's crunch time. It's week four team. This is when the good teams need to step up and separate themselves. Who do you like this weekend? Colts minus two and a half over the Raiders, and it's simple. I watched the Raiders play the Jets, and they should have lost to the Jets. The Jets are a bad football team. Um, so I think the Colts are good. They're gaining some momentum. Rivers is always scary to put some money on because you never know when his three pick game is coming, but I'm confident in their run game and their defense. And, um, I'm really liking that pick. Who do you got Amato? Uh, so for me, I'm going to go with the saints, uh, minus seven against the, um, circus of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit scared about this pick and I'll tell you why I don't understand why the spread is only seven. When I look at this game and I see what the saints have been doing, uh, and I look at what the Eagles have been doing and starting a rookie quarterback, like I would have thought this spread would be closer to 13 or 14, which is why I'm a little bit scared of the line, but I'm going to trust my gut here. We're going to go saints minus seven. And, and I think this is a blowout game. Like, I'd be shocked if this isn't a two, three score game. Um, Taysom Hill is is really getting comfortable, actually. He's actually looking good, not only running the ball, but passing the ball. And he's just a big guy to take down. It is not fun to play the Saints right now. They hit you with the three-headed running game. And um, I think the Saints roll and cover minus seven. You think uh, you're not afraid that teams are catching up to Taysom Hill? His passing, what he likes to throw? You know, I got faith in Sean Payton. You know, he is the offensive coordinator that I think could keep people on their toes, um, you know, get creative. And, I mean, you saw what happened with the Ravens last year. I mean, you know, it takes a while to to pick up on things. You know, I mean, you got um, Lamar Jackson with an MVP-like season. He looks like a just a normal average quarterback. Uh, up until last night, he looked pretty good. But uh, I think that with Sean Payton – He'll keep it interesting enough where it's going to be. I don't think people will catch up. I think Breeze will be back before teams start to catch up. And if any team's going to catch up, it's not going to be the Eagles. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, just a quick stat for you here. If you're trying to figure out why that line is only seven, uh, we're really at the floor with quarterback play uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz is currently rated by PFF as the 31st quarterback in the league. Wow. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's where that where that line's coming from. It's just bad quarterback play. We're at the floor. It can't get any worse with Jalen Hurts. That that is a. I mean, that's a franchise quarterback, right? I mean, only by contract standards, sitting on the bench, ranked 31 in the league. I mean, who gets fired in that scenario? Is that the GM, the coach, both? No, you got to give him another year. 
don't get me started on coaching coach coaching fire like coaches get fired too easily in the nfl it takes three years to get your players in and then you have a down season you gotta get fired stick with coaches look at the steelers steal yeah. i would run i would run an organization like the steelers if, if if peterson's bad again next year then then okay but could, there's something to be said about continuality okay and having the same you know offensive and defensive schemes and building that team and getting the players you want in there I don't know. I would stick with them and give them another chance. He won you a Super Bowl. You got at least you could do is give him another chance. Yeah, yeah. I guess I agree. He's rocking a thirty-four million cap hit next year. So I was talking about the coach, but yeah, Wentz. Yeah, you, you got it. You got you can't. I mean, you could, I guess you could trade him, but like, you, I don't know who would want him. Yeah, you trade him, trade him for a washing machine or trade him the Jets. You're right. It's the only place he'll end up. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the the Jets at the first overall pick, they pass on Lawrence to take Wentz. I can see it now. Ooh, that's a good segment because I, I actually I, I I don't want to take that first pick if we get it. I think there's a Stop. lot of lot of opportunity Stop. to trade back. Um, I'm not giving up on Darnold. I don't think he's been great, but I don't think he's no, got he's the right system in place. That's true. Um, I'll give you one scenario here: the Jets trade away the first overall pick to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott and a couple extra picks, probably their first rounder. We bring in Dak, keep Darnold. Got it. Now we'll have four first rounders. That's how you rebuild a franchise. Moving on. Teddy, what is the next lock you have for the weekend? Yeah, I'm taking the, uh, what was it? 11 and one. I think Pittsburgh Steelers. They just lost to the, uh, Washington football team. They're getting, two and a half points against the Bills. I just feel like Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is really good, talented, well-coached team. Uh, And the Bills, this is when the Bills traditionally start to teeter off, right? So this, you know, December games is really when the Bills start to falter. And you're going to give me Pittsburgh with two and a half points? it's simple math to me. The Pittsburgh given points is they're getting points is crazy. I mean, the, the undefeated team going into last week, I know they lost to Washington, but Washington's defense is tough and underrated. I don't know how they're getting points. I like that bet. I think anytime you see a team like Pittsburgh getting points, you have to take it. Uh, but it is two very well coached teams. Um, you know, McDermott and Tomlin. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't see any team running away with it, but I like Pittsburgh at two and a half. I think that's a good bet, Teddy. And you know, I did go three and zero last week. You're right. You're right. Um, I'm I think I might have to take here. that one. I heard my favorite quote of the weekend from Mike Tomlin. I don't know if you guys caught this, but he but he's going up against the number one overall pick from Washington, uh, and he gets him over on the sidelines, and he says, "I hope I never win enough games to get a player like you." All right, I hope I never lose enough games to get a player like you. Love that. He said, I got to lose 15, 16 games to get a player like you. I hope I never lose enough games to get a player like you. <laughs> did, you see that, did you see that fourth down stop or third down stop that Chase Young made? Dude, Alex Smith needs to slide. Yeah. <laughs> that- no, it was, it was on the goal line. No, I'm talking about the goal line play where the running back came in and Young just like dove sideways and still had enough power to like stop the running back uh, like at the one, so we wouldn't get in the end zone. It was nuts. He's he's not human. No, he's a freak. Um, all Who right, you got like, for your last pick. So I'm gonna go with. Um, 
team from the NFC. We're going to take the Arizona Cardinals uh-huh. going up against the New York Giants. Now, some will say, at least in my circle, that the Giants are the hottest team in the league. Now, you know, I looking at what they've done the last couple of weeks, they're right. Um, there hasn't been any win streaks over the last three weeks like the Giants. But uh, I think the Cardinals are a really good team. They've they got a tough division, so they kind of beat each other up, and their record doesn't really show up the way that they are. But I think the Cardinals, they need this win to have a chance. Um, so do the Giants, but there's just too much talent on the, on the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, across the board, they are just a fast, talented team. I think they pull away here and cover one and a half against the Giants. What I wanted to bring up from last week, you had a lot of Colt McCoy love. And I found it weird. I didn't bring it up last week, but I did want to co- jump back to it this week. Um, he got the win. He had a winning performance. But why the Colt McCoy love? You, you gave a lot of praise to him last week. Listen, I just think Colt McCoy is a, is a good backup quarterback. I mean, he's, uh-huh. he's everything that you look for in a backup. Um, he's not going to throw the game away. He's smart with the football. And he did exactly what I what I said he was going to do. He's going to come in. He's going to win a couple games with them while Jones is out. Uh, I don't think there's any quarterback controversy here, but McCoy secured himself another five years in the league as a backup quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and as we've detailed very well on this show with Chase Daniels, you don't really need to do much to you know get your contract as a backup quarterback. You just need to go in and not throw four interceptions. And you're, go- you're golden. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Matt, any good stats for these games? Uh, so just two things to call out on this Cardinals game. So I like this game a lot. Um, when you take a look at some of the O-line, D-line, it, uh, how those two teams match up, PFF has uh, the O-line for the Cardinals with a 26% advantage over there. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, though, is the Giants have one of the highest pressure rates from the D-line in the league. So it would be interesting to see how, how they respond to that. Yeah, that's a power stat right there. We're talking O-line on this pod. This this pod just took a step to the next level when you're talking O-line and pressure stats. You know, Matt's really bringing the stats in his uh, in his first pod, and I really like it. Nice job, Matt. Good work. I might even put this bet in right now after learning about that O-line advantage. That is something I've never, t- never looked at before. Um, all right, so we're going to put those bets on the page. Uh, whether you follow or fade, you hope we win some money this weekend. But I recommend following us because I really like the picks that we just talked about. Um, so let's move on to our next segment, which is a new segment for us. Um, it's our betting with babies, uh, player props, and parlay builder. And so what we're going to do on here is we're going to look at the games for this weekend, and we're going to build ourselves a six-legged anytime touchdown parlay. Um, There's three of us on this pod, so we're each going to come up with two players that we think are going to score this weekend and try to cash in on that. We're going to post the parlay uh, probably Sunday morning um, so that you guys can take advantage of it as well. And then we'll make sure to keep track if this doesn't hit, who ruined the weekend for us um, when it comes to the pod member. Um, So, uh, Teddy, why don't you go ahead and kick it off with your first leg of the pod. Who's scoring a touchdown this weekend? T. Higgins. I watched that Dallas defense, and it is shitty. And so T. Higgins on the Bengals is scoring a touchdown. The Bengals are slinging it. Talk about backup quarterbacks. But, I mean, who who stepped in for Burrow? Is it uh, Allen? Josh Allen? Uh, 
not Josh Allen, he's on the Bills, but Bruce Allen it stepped in. And then and then um the Dolphins knocked him out of the game. So then Ryan Finley stepped in. There's our first leg. T. Higgins uh, is gonna score a touchdown. Um Matt, who are you thinking for leg number two? So I am going to go with DK Metcalf. So taking a look at the wide receiver quarterback matchups, he is expecting to see some heavy coverage from Lamar Jackson of the Jets, and we all saw how that ended last week. So I'm oh, is that the guy that's co- covering Riggs? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. The other Lamar Jackson. Leave it up to the Jets to get the wrong Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Isn't he like a rookie? Is he? He's a young player, right? Like late, late round pick or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's got to be his first year. Definitely his first year on the Jets because I would, I would have known if he was on the team before. So I'm going to say he's a rookie um, with not much support. And damn, don't put him out on an island because we saw what happened when he's out on an island. I like the DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is an animal. I mean, what a pick! I don't know how many teams passed up on Metcalf that are kicking themselves right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Russell Wilson makes him look better than he is. Not, not that he's not nasty, but he's playing with a top three QB. Yeah, I mean, he's just a freak of nature, his size he and is. speed. But um, I like that pick. All right, so we got T. Higgins, DK Metcalf. Uh, I'm going to keep it on the wide receiver chain, and I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Um, just an absolute target machine. Everybody knows that the ball is going to Devontae Adams. Um, Rodgers will even point it out before pre-snap, and it doesn't matter. Can't stop this guy. He's getting in the end zone this weekend. Yep, yep, that's a good call. I need a stat, though. How many how many touchdowns does Devontae Adams have? We don't need it right now, but if you could look that up, Matt, because um, it feels like he scores a touchdown or two every game, and he's missed a couple games this year. Um, so. Yes. I'll go Devontae Adams. Would love to know how many touchdowns he's got on the year. Um, Teddy, what do you think? How many? 13. 13 and 13 after week 13, and he's missed a couple games. Yeah. He is a monster. Um, All right, Teddy. All right, we got three legs in. This is where the magic happens. So leg number four, Teddy, who are you thinking? A.J. Brown. They're playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville has the sixth worst pass defense in the league. A.J. Brown is a beast. and. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf once played on the same team in college. So they're both monsters. Great run after the catch ability. He's getting in the end zone. One of my favorite coaching moments that I've seen is, I don't know if you saw this, but when D.K. Metcalf met Pete Carroll for the first time, D.K. Metcalf walks into the coach's room with his shirt off coming out of a workout. And Pete Carroll, 77 years old or something, just rips his shirt right off and just matches and mirrors him as he goes up and shakes his hand. Epic. It's exactly what Pete Carroll is all about, and I think that's why he takes chances on players like Metcalf. agree. That is pretty awesome. Matt, who do you got for your next one? All right, last pick, I am going with Amari Cooper. Uh, Cowboys are playing the Bengals. It's the Andy Dalton revenge game. Uh, (laughs) Bad secondary. Uh, it does feel a little bit awkward betting on the Cowboys to score any points, uh, but I'm thinking somebody's going to punch. They're going to punch in a couple this week, and I'm thinking Amari Cooper is going to get one of them. Homer pick. Yeah, tell me about it. There, I do love Amari Cooper though. He made a hell of a catch in the back of the end zone this week off a terrible throw, 
uh, like terrible throw, wide open in the end zone. He made him make a, a circus catch, but he he pulled it in and got the toe down. I'm going to close out this parlay, and it's always the sixth leg that gets you, so this is an important pick. But I'm going to close this one out with Alvin Kamara. Uh, he is just, you know, he when, when Taysom Hill came in, he went from being the number one running back in the league to, you know, averaging less than 50 yards, no touchdowns, but he bounced back in a big way last week. And I think they found a way to fit him into that new system. I like Alvin Kamara going in for a touchdown this weekend. So that is our six-legged parlay right there. Again, we'll post it on the page, but we've got T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Alvin Kamara, D.K. Metcalf, and Amari Cooper. Uh, that's a plus 1250 uh, for in the betting world. Uh, so if you put $1 on that bet, uh, you've got a good chance here to make a lot of money. Uh, so we will post this bet. Good luck, everybody. Uh, hopefully that wins you some money. <laughs> Let's move on uh, to our last segment here uh, and talk a little bit about how we're going to balance um, our babies and our bets this weekend going into the weekend. Um, we like to talk a little bit about kind of our strategy as we set up our day. And I'm interested to hear, Teddy, you know, what you going on this weekend and what your plans are. Yeah. For the dad life segment, uh, I'm going to go back actually to last weekend. And I'm going to give you a bit of a dad tip. So I don't know if anybody has um, their their wife or, or girlfriend or significant other has left them with a kid for 24, 48 hours. But my wife had a little girl's weekend and she left afternoon on Friday and didn't get home until about 2, 3 o'clock on Sunday. So I had it was me and Luca just broing out for about forty eight hours, no breaks. And let me tell you, that's it could be tough. It definitely can be tough. But I'm gonna I'm here to tell you guys how to get through it. And the key is when you have twenty four hours with your kid, what you have to do is you have to leave the house. If you stay inside the whole time, let's say, you know, even if it's just like a one full day, right? Like your wife leaves early in the morning and she doesn't get back till late at night or something like that. You have the kid all day. You have to leave the house because you wake up, you do the breakfast thing, a little TV or whatever, playing. My kid still takes uh, two naps, Lucas. So he goes, you know, eats breakfast, takes a nap after playing. Then you wake up, I do an early lunch. Then I hit the road. I go out. We didn't do much. I grabbed a coffee uh, at Starbucks. I went to the liquor, uh, the beer store, got a couple beers, you know, just ran a few errands. It didn't have to be anything major. Went to the stop by the park. And by the time you're done with all those things, it's like two, three hours gone. You get home, you take another nap, you're in the home stretch. So leaving the house, Absolutely key. Amato, let me ask you. You ever get the kid for a full 24, 48 hours? I do. Yeah, I can't say often. Uh, we got a pretty good system. Um, but there ha there has been a couple weekends where it's just been me and Carter. And I completely agree. This is a this is a must, right? If you don't leave your house, there's been times where I'll, you know, get down and start playing with Carter, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, like. We've been playing for a long time. Had to be at least an hour or so. And you look at the clock, it's been four minutes. 
Yep. <laughs> four minutes. It's like there's no way I've only been playing with these toys for four minutes. Yep. Uh, I, read this, the- I read this book six times. How could it only be four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you got the guilt, right? You can't just throw on a movie. I mean, you could throw on like one movie or a TV show or something. But like, I personally, as a father, try really hard to be a good dad. I can't just throw on movies all day. I can't do it. And I can't throw on TV shows. He gets a little bit in the morning when he wakes up. And, you know, after that second nap, sometimes he wakes up cranky. He'll get a little there. But I really try my hardest not to just throw on movies. So, you know, you, you got to do things. You, you got to find things to do. And leaving the house, running a few errands, even if you just make up the errands, you know, you're nothing yeah. major. But like just doing things is is the key when you have the kid. Yeah. You find the most random things to do. It's like, oh, wow, I haven't seen this shirt in a while. I'm going to take this one shirt to the dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Drop this right off. That'll kill a good 40 minutes. Then we'll take well, the long way home. Or, yeah, oh, the scenic route, 100%. Or, 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 like, I'll go visit, like, this person that I haven't seen in a while. I don't know, if you live close to grandma or something, take him there for a half hour. She would, you know, make her day to surprise grandma or whatever it is, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I love that tip. It's it's a must-have for the weekend, uh, especially if you're you're planning everything to get back right before kickoff, right? And and try to tire him out a little bit. Um, for me, it's the same thing. I mean, my, my tip – is always around. I mean, I've been working on this for months, but you gotta, you gotta get the baby's timing down where they're going right for a nap right before kickoff, Mm -hmm. you know, and you get that one o'clock slate, all the chaos, you're betting the board, you've got two TVs set up and you know, Carter's napping the whole time. And I've said this before, but you know, he usually wakes up around the fourth quarter and I'm a Jets fan. So that's fine for me. My day is already done. Done. Except last week. Except last week. Last week. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, thank God I was downstairs because it was too close of a game to be upstairs. And like I laid on the floor, no lie, for 20 minutes after that game face down. <laughs> he would have been really concerned about what was going on. He, would he, would he, what would he have done? He jumped on your back? Said, he would have jumped on my what? back. Yeah. Probably hit me a couple of times. Maybe I would have got a bite in the back. He's real, you know, real into the biting now. We got to really work Ooh, on Oh, is that. he? But yeah. You know, he's got a full set of teeth, doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah. Don't like the biting. Dad yeah. tip here. Teeth are not for biting. Great book. Read that to him three times. Biting Ooh. will go away. Put that on the page for the dads out there. there Teeth it is. are not for biting. Let's get the link on the Amazon right yeah. on the page. Was not fully prepared for the two kids with the tree this year. Uh, just, you know, last year we weren't as mobile as we were this year. So I, uh, my youngest is a little bit under two. And, you know, all she wants to do is pick up glass balls and drop them on the floor. And she's just plucking everything off the tree. And, you know, we're trying to do that. And, you know, I'm just playing defense. The four-year-old's getting upset because she's put, it's quite the event with the Christmas tree. Um, you know, and then you end up with just moving everything up. So the bottom of your Christmas tree has nothing on it. And then everything's packed into like the length where your child can't reach it. Yep. Lucas broke broken too. Amato yep. Carter break any? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm finding like, like sparkles all over the place because you've got some ornaments that have sparkles. So like, I know if he's grabbed it off the tree, if you got like just sparkles in a random place, but I've learned now that the good ornaments, the ones that like would really ruin your day, if it got broken, uh, you got to put those to the top of the tree and then you got to kind of work your way down so that, um, you know, they're not as fragile ones, not as, um, sensitive ones to you 
you know, those are the more vulnerable ones. How about you guys with a, with a gate? I've seen some of the gates around the tree. I didn't go with the gate route this year, but like, are you guys doing anything to protect the tree? You're just letting it ride. Absolutely not. That's, that's on Christmas. Matt, you seem like a gate guy to me. Do you have a gate around your tree? Uh, yeah, nope. Uh, I had a gate <laughs> last year. Stop um, it. It was a gate that somebody had given us and they asked for it back because they got a dog. So I lost my gate this year. Um, and that's, I think, uh, you know, it hadn't really dawned on me why this year has been so painful with the Christmas tree. It's the gate. It's the lack of gate. I yeah. can't believe you have a gate. Yeah. You know, I gotta say Pinterest has a lot of good ideas about this. I've seen people like put the tree on a pedestal or other things, but it's a nightmare. All right, boys. So this has been fun. Um, you know, our, la- our last segment oh, here yeah. of baby bets. Uh, where we let our own kids uh, pick our uh, bets for us. Uh, we typically wait till the Sunday night and the Monday night game. But good thing for us, we've had football on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so we've been getting pretty creative. I used Toy Story uh, toys last time. Kind of worked, though, with the teams involved, the Broncos and the Chiefs. Luca lost that bet, by the way. Yeah. There was a little bit. Of, there was a little bit of controversy there, if I remember correctly. You used what happened there? You used a Bronco and a Cowboy. Yep, I used the Bronco and a Cowboy. I mean, it's the, it's the closest thing. You know, he Luca gets it. He's a smart kid. You know, he gets. He understands. So the Chiefs were uh, Woody, and the Broncos were it was the horse. I don't know the horses. So you used a Cowboy to represent a Chief. That's just I did. That's just morally wrong. I think. I mean, no, no, it's fine. That. No, that's not right. You can't do that. <laughs> I didn't even feel good posting the video about it. I didn't know what type of hate we were going to get from that. No, you know, Cowboys and Indians. It's it's similar. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, what did Carter do this week? So Carter this week, you know, we we were all over the place. We were running around. Like I said, we were in the Christmas spirit to just getting the house all decorated and ready to go. And um, he had toys all over the place. He's got one of those pop-up tunnels. And so I used the little sports helmets and and had him kind of go in and, and pick whichever helmet um, he you know that he wanted to uh, in the tunnel and he went with the Bills and that ended up being being the right pick and I didn't think it was at the time but uh, you got to stick with what they pick and uh, that one paid off. Well, and like the hot streak that you're on, Amato, because you are on fucking fire. Carter's three and zero as well. A lot of so good like, good vibes going on over here. Yeah, a lot. A lot. So if you listen to the podcast, get on the Instagram page, look at what we're doing, uh, follow us, fade us if you dare. Go ahead, fade me. I dare you. But we're on fire, and uh, let's let's hope we win some money. Yeah, it's been fun, boys. Real quick, though, Amato, before we leave. I just want to talk about real quick um, the beating and matting that you took on Saturday night. Um, are you going to be able to recover from that? I'm going to recover from that. We don't talk about Madden on this podcast, okay? That's that you know that stays in the group. Um, <laughs> keep that in the group. Um, if we are going to talk about it, it's important to know I am the defending Madden champion for the record. <laughs> no. <we're> <laughs> really walked into that one, Teddy. <laughs> um, but yes, thanks for bringing that up. I am the defending champ. Uh, until someone takes it for me. But this was fun, guys. We talked about a lot of stuff. Hopefully we win some money this weekend. Matt, it was great having you on the pod. I hope you had fun. 
Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right, boys. Well, good luck this weekend. Balancing babies and bets. Uh, Tune in next week. And I hope you guys all have a great weekend. Thank you. And as always, go Dolphins, Jets suck. Bastard.